With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clicking on Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you back on. As you guys know, last week I got hit with COVID, but we're back, and I'm back. I've never felt so good to be back on the podcast, but it is so good. You value health, especially when you don't have it there for a while. But anyway, we're here Monday, December 13th. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're literally so grateful to have you as our listeners. And again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. We've got in the Hot Topic segment, Debbie Wings. Debbie is the founder of DW Consulting. It's a great story. You know, there's a lot of movement going on in the mortgage industry. And I think it's so timely that we have Debbie come on and talk about your LinkedIn profile. A LinkedIn profile is becoming the way in which we communicate and talk about ourselves and, and really put ourselves out there as professionals. And she's going to give us some great tips. And there's so much she can go into. And I love, more importantly, Debbie reinvented herself and her career. So you're going to hear all about it in the Hot Topic segment. So stay tuned into the Hot Topic segment today. And I recommend you share this with many of your coworkers. Many owners listen to this podcast. Many senior executives and managers share this with your people. Because a lot of how you put yourself out there will determine your own success and your business success. And here's the other thing. Investors are starting to look at these LinkedIn profiles. They, they've been doing it for some period of time. Is who runs secondary? Who runs underwriting? Who runs uh, quality control? Having a strong profile that communicates your professional background and does it in a way that represents you and your company well, it benefits you. So pay attention to the Hot Topic segment. We're looking forward to that. We're pleased to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Check out all the podcasts on industrysyndicate.com. Also, thrilled to have our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Finaster, the Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution. We've been doing some webinars with them. Encourage you to check out those. You can go onto their website, go back and listen to those. Also, Lenders One, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative, both of these co-ops do a great job of getting lenders and vendors and your peers together to talk about what's going on in the industry and be able to compare notes. Peer data, being able to talk to lenders of your like size, some of the issues you're facing, is, can make such a difference. These organizations are solid, as well as Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Incelerate. Knowledge Coop does a great job with Ken Perry and his team. Does a great job in keeping you trained and helping you have a learning management system that's a part of your company that is customized and then also 
can provide so much content. Also, Mobility MMI, the mortgage market intelligence, they do a great job of helping you recruit LOs. Ben Turnick is going to be our guest next week. Also, Modex does a great job of helping recruit. Modex and Mobility MMI, they really complement each other. I encourage you to check out both of these companies. We have an increasing number of our clients that are using both companies, and they see the advantages of both. The interview with Dale Larson that we had on November 22nd with Dale and Dale was really good. Also, SnapDocs, digitizing your mortgage closing to offer better experience for your closing teams. You got to pay attention to when you're working with settlement partners and borrowers. SnapDocs provides a really elegant solution. I encourage you to check it out. Listen to the interview we did with Vishal Ra on September 13th. And also, you know, talk about telling your story, being able to do it and do it well. You know, there's an old proverb that says, let another man's mouth praise you, not that of your own. Success Kit. I want you guys to get to know Success Kit because what they can do to help you create a testimonial that really improves your credibility and helps get your message out. I encourage you to check out successkit.io. Also, joining us now as a new Sponsor is our good friend Brent Emler. We had them on November 29th. Check out LendersToolkit.com. Folks, I'm excited to introduce to you Debbie Weems. She is the founder of DW Consulting Solutions, LLC. She's located in Florida. I met both Debbie and her COO, Chief Operating Officer, Davey, at the MBA conference in San Diego. And they had a booth set up where they were helping people with their LinkedIn profiles. And folks, I think this is such an important topic because more and more investors, more and more employers, more people are going to LinkedIn to be looking for your background, your experience. And I think it's so important on how you tell your story well. And be honest with you, folks, if you look at most of the LinkedIn profiles out there, the story is not being told well. So, Debbie, I'm excited to have you join me on the podcast today. And I'm excited to be here, David. Thank you very much. Again, I love what you're doing because you're helping people tell their story and tell it well. And I think that's where many of us fail. We can tell someone else's story. We can tell various aspects of what someone else does. But we oftentimes have trouble talking and representing ourselves well, especially on something like LinkedIn. So, Debbie, that's what we're going to be talking about today and sharing with our listeners and how they can tighten up their LinkedIn profile. But I hope it leads to a conversation with you and your team. So let's get started. But before we go there, tell us a little bit about your background, let our audience get to know you just a little bit. What's your background? Where did you come from? How did you get into this? Thank you, David. I appreciate that opportunity. So I'm a New Englander from way back. I have been in Florida now for over 40 years. I still follow all the New England teams and a few of the South Florida teams as well. But I am a diehard fan of a lot about New England. I miss this time of year with the fall foliage. It's just a great time to visit. I did not get up there this year because we went to California for that conference instead. It's all good. You live in West Palm Beach, Florida, so not a bad place to go. A lot of (laughs) Nor'easters get down there to eventually find their way down there. But it was beautiful. I I had my wife and daughters did a fall leaf tour up in your old stomping grounds. And it's beautiful. It's just magnificent. So your career-wise, let's talk a little bit about your career path. How did you get to where you're at? Well, I had to start with a a little company called Raytheon up in Waltham, Massachusetts, (laughs) When I was out of college, I was an admin assistant, secretarial type work. Eventually, 
eventually that led me into the hospitality business up in Maine with restaurants and bars. Basically, I'm a networker from day one. Eventually, the winter of 78, I don't know how many people can remember that, it was a blizzard, drove me south. And that's when I came down to Fort Lauderdale. And I've been in Florida ever since. I do get back to New England at least once a year. But I spent nine years in the hospitality business in Fort Lauderdale area. And then I came up to Palm Beach County to West Palm Beach and 23 years here in the nonprofit industry. So I've always done marketing, media, PR. And the last seven years of that career was fundraising. So I lost my job at 57, first time ever. And I was kind of all of a sudden, what am I going to do next? It was the crash 2008. And I really didn't know what I was going to do because no one was hiring in the nonprofits. I was fully qualified, but it was just a really bad time to be unemployed. And I stayed in that mode for almost a year and a half. So went through lots of changes. I found LinkedIn as a job seeker at 57. And it went on from there. I created my business to show other older unemployed adults, professionals, how to use LinkedIn for job seeking. And honestly, when a couple of those people I was meeting with at Starbucks with our laptops came back to me at at our next gathering and said, I got two interviews because of what you showed me on LinkedIn. It was like, poof, that was my uh, epiphany moment. And you've helped so many others and so much feedback. I went through it. I've got a really good profile. As Davey said, your LinkedIn profile is well done. But here's some tips. And the tips you guys came up with were over the top, even for those of us who have been very intentional on developing a good LinkedIn profile. But I think a lot of people look at LinkedIn and it's just for finding a new job. There's so much more we're finding that LinkedIn is involved with. One of the things that I'm finding is I'm knowing a investor that is looking to put money in a company, invest literally in equity. I have other companies that are looking to buy loans from the particular company and they're looking at the bios, the backgrounds of what is posted on LinkedIn. Sometimes they check Facebook, but LinkedIn is such a good professional site to go to to get data points on someone's background. So with that in mind, I want to talk a little bit and have you open up by sharing what you've seen this do to enable business owners, employees, I mean, the full gamut. Obviously, it will help you find a good job. You just talked about that. But what are some other examples of what you've seen this has done for people? Absolutely. And it is the number one HR site as far Mm -hmm. as people needing to transition. And we do work with professionals all the time that are in that mode. But business owners can really leverage LinkedIn to their advantage with all sorts of features that have recently been introduced. But we just celebrated 10 years of doing this work, David. And even over the 10 years before these wonderful new options came out, you're able to differentiate your yourself because of those profiles and the content that you can build in them. And here's where a lot of LinkedIn members are a little bit lacking. They don't realize the importance of the about section. That's Mm -hmm. the summary. That's where you get to tell your story. And you started off with how difficult that can be for people. Well, I'm a prime example. This has happened since we saw you in San Diego. I hired a professional writer to do my story (laughs) for my website, even though I've personally written over 500 summaries for LinkedIn 
and profiles. And I think I do a pretty good job for other people. But it is really difficult sometimes for people to write about themselves. So we take advantage of every opportunity to use things like the cover story. That's a new 10 second video that if you're using this feature, when they land on your profile, they'll see a 10 second video. It's like a teaser. And then when they click on the headshot, they'll see the whole video and it's whatever you want it to say. We are changing ours frequently. That's one way to stand out because a lot of people get a little bit shy about holding a phone in front of themselves and recording. LinkedIn pages, those are like mini websites. And every business owner should have one. And right now, there's over 5 million LinkedIn Mm. pages. So we work with people to help build out their, I still call it the company page, because that's what it is. And then there's video opportunities. My goodness, last week, they just enabled video on messaging. So you can set up a video chat. And now they're rolling this out, so everyone doesn't have it yet. But I have a lot of counterparts in the UK and Australia, and we all keep each other apprised of how that rolls apps going. So it's coming if you don't have it yet. And you can voice message people through the inbox on LinkedIn, and that makes you stand out. So there's lots and lots of different opportunities to make yourself climb above the competition. And we think that's what we're best at. We like our clients to show up on page one of those searches when people are looking for what they provide. Talk about getting to page one. Is that really the objective on these search results? Or is it just when they find you? Because we're using LinkedIn on our new website as the way, rather than doing an about us, about each of us individually, we're using LinkedIn. We connect it to LinkedIn because I think that's the most effective tool to do that. What should be the objective that everyone has when developing a really good LinkedIn? Is it to be found in a search? We feel that every LinkedIn member should have two goals. Number one, have a complete professional keyword optimized profile. And that is the key. Keywords are your friend. And there are over 800 million members. Wow. Trust me, there's a lot of mortgage bankers in there. And in order to get them to come up to the top of searches, it's all about keyword optimization. You have to know what your keywords are, and it's not rocket science. These are the skills and expertise that are offered by you and your company. And we do help people get those together. But generally, nowadays, people have a pretty good feel for what their prominent keywords are. And we make sure that those words and phrases are in all of the five basic fields on a profile for the search engine. I'm talking about inside LinkedIn. But after doing this for 10 years, David, we know about 14 more places in your profile where you want to have what we call intentional repetition of those keywords. And that's how we get our clients on page one. Now, every search result has 10 people on a page. So you don't want to wind up coming up in a search on page three or four. No one's going to find you there. So we feel you should look good and be found on LinkedIn. Well, look good is one of those things. So let's start with the profile picture. You do a lot of advising on profile pictures. You see some of the craziest profile pictures out there. You go like, (laughs) what were you thinking? And But there's others that look really stiff and they look so professional. And what are the tips? First of all, have one. <laughs> yeah, first of all, have one, yeah. Uh, I know that sounds obvious, David, but I have actually worked with CEOs that did not have a headshot. 
Thankfully, that doesn't happen too often anymore these days. But when I first started 10 years ago, absolutely, they just didn't understand who was finding them and who they're exposing themselves to. It's the world. Headshots. Okay. A professional headshot obviously is the best you can have. But as far as the dynamics, and here are some tips that a lot of people don't realize. They call it a headshot for a reason. If someone has, and we've seen it all, if they have a full body shot in that field that's supposed to be a headshot, when you come up in a search, that picture, whatever image you use in that field, it's reduced by 50% on a search result page. So if you've got a even from the waist up shot Mm -hmm. in that field, uh, your face is going to disappear. People are not going to click on you. They're going to click on someone that they can see clearly. So basics, face the camera, dress the way you would for work. And a lot of people are working from home. It doesn't necessarily call for a suit and tie. It all depends on what your customers are typically going to see when they meet with you, whether it's on Zoom or in person. Thankfully, in person, things are coming back, thankfully. But you want to face the camera. You want to have a pleasant smile. Basically, no hats, no sunglasses, no one else in the picture. We still see a lot of that. And typically, a lot of times, husbands and wives will have a team for doing real estate. I get it. They work together. They're a couple, but they each need to have their own profile and their own headshot. And what else? I love outdoor pictures. If they're going to do professional photography, a lot of photographers will take you outside into nature, anything green behind you. Of course, we're on the edge of the Atlantic Ocean here, so you can do a lot with nature. But the idea is have a professional headshot that looks good, that presents you well, and that doesn't make you look like you're in jail. <laughs> We've seen those too. It has to be relatable. I look at some of these pictures and they have the classic hand on the chin and I go, they just, they're professional, but they just don't connect. It, it seems cold on those. I mean, so that that's one thing I've also noticed. Okay. So let's talk about the importance of a banner. Should it tell your story? Should it be your logo? What are some guidelines that you recommend to make a banner effective? Well, first of all, again, have a banner. A lot of people don't have- Realize the importance. No, the default banner is quite bland. It's a tricolor gray, whatever. Not very interesting. Okay, I will key in on yours. This is a great one. And I'm, I'm sure Davey already gave you this tip. But here's the thing. You are now able to include a call to action on this field. Uh And Microsoft bought LinkedIn four and a half years ago, and they've done some great changes. One of the best things they did last year was open up and start to allow people to add to the banner, website, phone number, email, tagline, whatever you'd like. Be careful that you don't crowd the image too much. And the only thing I would advise you on here is get right across the bottom under the word past, you can have a website or an email or Mm -hmm. your phone number. That becomes what we call a standing ad for business owners so that they don't have to go searching for the best way to reach out to you. It's a great point. By the way, listeners, if you want to go to my LinkedIn profile, put in David Lick and that's how you search for me, which is another place I want to go. A lot of people, you see their name, but you see numbers behind it. They don't realize they can go in and uniquely identify their name. And I think it's so important. Like mine is linkedin.com forward slash LinkedIn forward slash David Lick forward slash. When you look at that, there's a lot of people that have numbers behind that. 
Yes, it's called optimizing your LinkedIn URL. And you Mm -hmm. did it perfectly. And how those numbers and letters get jammed up at the end of your name is the minute you create an account on LinkedIn, LinkedIn assigns you that number. And until and unless you optimize it, which basically means getting rid of all that stuff after your last name. We feel that the URL should end with first name, last name, Mm -hmm. no spaces, no caps, just one continuous David Licken. That's it. And if you wanted to include MBA, that's fine, or PhD, that's fine. But really, the search engine is going to have a much easier time finding you above your competition or other people. And I'd be curious, I haven't looked up how many David Lickens there are on LinkedIn. But when you eliminate that stuff at the end of your name, it's called optimizing your URL and everybody can do it. You tap on that contact info link underneath the headline, and that'll take you into an edit mode where you can do whatever you want with that URL. Some people do put their business name instead of their name. Honestly, your name is your number one keyword on the internet. The minute you're born, the minute you get a driver's license, your name is all over the internet. So that's what we go with. That's really excellent. When you're talking about some of the other tips that you had, tell us a few things that most people don't know about LinkedIn. The one you already mentioned is now they've added a number of new features. I love some of the new features they've added. And David did a great job of bringing this to my attention. I've got to go back in and change my photo number one. There's a, I just showed her several pictures. She goes, yeah, I would use this one. It's a much better one. I haven't changed it yet. And then the video that you can put a brief video introduction. I love that. I love what you did on yours, by the way. I think yours is a great example of how you took advantage of this. Talk about some of the things that people don't know about LinkedIn. Sounds like they're increasing number of them. Well, I think one of the interesting things, David, is that LinkedIn started in 2003, almost the same month as what's now called Meta, Facebook. And mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberger and Reid Hopkins. Hoffman. Reed Hoffman's a co-founder of LinkedIn, and they actually knew each other back then, but they had very different ideas of what they were trying to do. It's been fascinating to watch the past 18 years of growth between the two sites. Obviously, Facebook is the kingpin for members. However, that said, LinkedIn is definitely the leader for professionals. So it is now the largest professional network online with over 800 million members. That's something we like to tell everybody. Now, out of the 800 million members, people get wide And I'll say now to bring you back to earth, about 32 million are active on LinkedIn. And that means they're on LinkedIn about three to four times a week. But that's Mm. still a pretty good network to get into for business. And the other stat that's really fun, even after 18 years, they are still adding more than two new members per second around the world. Oh, that's amazing. And that's why we love what we do. The pool from which you can be consulted to is just ever, ever expanding. Two members per second. Per second. Wow. Pretty rapid expansion, pretty strong trajectory. So when you talked about some of the other new features, any insights of some of the things we can anticipate? I heard that they're now like we do a podcast. This podcast now can be featured on LinkedIn. I've heard someone say, is that accurate? Yes. And that goes along with the ability to publish newsletters on LinkedIn. I don't have those two new things. LinkedIn Live, that's what you're talking about. Yep. That enables you to do live podcasts. I don't have it yet. And I don't have the ability to publish 
newsletters. But in the past couple of weeks, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have run into this on LinkedIn. You're getting lots and lots of invitations to sign up for people's newsletters. That feature is being rolled out in the US right now. Again, I don't have it yet, so I expect it any day, but it's a little bit annoying how they're rolling it out (laughs) because there's just an avalanche of invitations. Sign up for this newsletter, sign up for that newsletter. And there's only so many hours of the day. So I'm very selective, but I think it's another great opportunity for another avenue of marketing. If you're a borrower looking for a loan program and you may subscribe to a loan officer's newsletter for a period of time because it is relevant to something you're entering into, a real estate transaction, buying a new home. So you're wanting all the articles and everything. Then once you close on the deal, it could possibly go away and go from there. For those that may not be aware, there's a free membership within LinkedIn. I guess there's various levels, are there not? And talk about the advantages of different levels. When everyone signs up initially with LinkedIn, they're on the free basic membership. And And we do encourage members to stick with that level until they've exhausted every possible option. LinkedIn is notorious for what we call burying really valuable options. So we make sure that our clients are fully aware of everything they can get for free. Now, next step up is called premium. And the biggest two advantages of upgrading to premium, which if I'm not mistaken, it's around $45 a month, you get unlimited searches. And on the free profile, you get a limited number and they will not tell you how many searches you get in a month. But eventually, if you're a prolific searcher, like most salespeople are, you're going to get stopped and on the free membership and LinkedIn will say, Debbie, it looks like you might be recruiting. Why don't you advance to our recruiter membership? When in fact, I'm just prospecting and that's what every salesperson does. And of course, they're going to do it prolifically when they find out all the filters that you can use on that free membership. So we recommend exploring everything you can do on basic first, the free membership. And we do advise people all the time. Premium gives you unlimited searches, which is great for sales. And it also gives you 90 days worth of who's viewed your profile. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to see who you're attracting to your profile. You want to make sure it's your target audience. All of that is done with that keyword optimization we spoke of recently. So that is the first thing we do with every client we work with, no matter who they are, what level, what industry. It's all about coming up in the top of those searches. And I think there's four or five now paid levels of membership all the way up to a recruiter, which of course the large companies now, almost all of them will buy into the recruiter membership for their HR departments because it is very, very robust. But you can also get into Sales Navigator, which is again, a terrific level. Again, if you're going to use all the features, it's been an interesting journey, David, because we will work with a lot of people that are on premium. And first of all, most of them don't know what they're paying for. They just felt that a paid membership was a better membership to have. It is as long as you're using those options that you're paying for. So we make sure that people are using what they're paying for on the various level that they're on. Honestly, all of our coaching is based on the basic membership or premium. And I know enough about Sales Navigator to be dangerous, but we have several very trusted associates particularly one in Canada, one in New York that are specialists on sales navigator. So if somebody's on that level and they want help, I will freely refer them out to those couple of people that we have. And of course, we know people overseas as well. So it comes down to this. What are you doing on LinkedIn? What is your goal? 
Who are you trying to get in front of? What is your business? What kind of services do you offer? These are all things that we cover initially with every client so that we can have a feel for the best way to guide them. LinkedIn has a code of conduct and how you present yourself. If you could give us some ideas of how they're enforcing it and are there some boundaries that we should be aware of that we could trip over accidentally? Thank you for asking me that. This is my favorite subject. Uh, we're all about professional behavior on yes. LinkedIn and there has been a bit of a increase, for instance, spammy invitations, people that are trying to sell to you, as we call it, right out of the gate. We feel that that's probably the most inappropriate behavior on LinkedIn. And I understand why it's happening when people find out how targeted the searching is and how you can get right in front of who you need to sell to. It gets rather exciting. And it's no longer, I can't blame the younger salespeople for doing this anymore because it's a lot of other people as well of all ages. Ages, but they're too anxious to sell and yeah. they know they've got a great target. And this is where my gray hair comes in, David. We're always going back to sales 101. You have to get to have a relationship. You need to take the time to build the know, like, and trust with a prospect before you start trying to sell to them. When they invite me and say, hey, Debbie, I noticed you're a coach. Did you know you can prospect on LinkedIn? We can show you how to do that. And I'm like, I don't think they even looked at my profile, which leads me into another really important point. The user agreement is very specific about not incorporating scraping software programs, third-party apps into LinkedIn's data. And that's a big reason for how a lot of these automated invitations are coming in. I actually got an invitation from a young guy and he was in the States and he said, hey, Debbie, would you like to generate 100 invitations a day on LinkedIn like we're doing with this one? He actually said that in his invitation. I took a screenshot. I sent it into the help center and I said, hey, you need to check this guy out. I don't hesitate to do it because it's against the user agreement. And those are the people that are spoiling it for a lot of us. And Mm -hmm. the first step on that was all of a sudden, if you started to invite somebody to connect, you might be greeted with a little phrase that says, this member demands that you know their email. So there's a privacy control people can choose to cut down on the spam. And then that was last year. And then recently, last couple of months, LinkedIn instituted a new rule. You cannot invite more than 100 people a week on LinkedIn, no matter what level you're on. So if you're paying for Sales Navigator, where you used to be able to do lots of invitations with LinkedIn's blessing, because it's a very specific Mm -hmm. setup and it's very professional, but now it's 100 a week for everybody. And and that's kind of unfortunate, but it's one of their ways of curbing the spam. I just brought up my connections page. I have 24,384 connections at this moment, and I have five pending, and and they're from all over the world. And some of these are definitely spammy. So go to this point. You're starting to make a point. I just want to tell people that maybe listen and say, oh, I got to get home and listen to this again and go to the page they're at. <laughs> we went to the connections page. Okay, go on. Sorry. So to get there on the navigation bar across the top of the screen, mm-hmm. you click on my network and that's where LinkedIn will show you any outstanding invitations that you need to act on. And I like to click on see all five or see all 10 mm-hmm. right to the right of the word invitations because it lays them out in a different format that shows you when they invited you. And it also expands on any that are personalized so you can read the whole message. But here's the point. Almost anything and everything that's posted on LinkedIn, either by an invitation or a post, has three little dots 
in the upper right corner. And you can see that on his invitation from a fellow named Stephen. If you tap on the three little dots in the invitation, it gives you an opportunity ah. to right away anonymously report the person's invitation as inappropriate. Okay. I love that feature. And LinkedIn does pay attention. And here's the real kicker. And I don't think people understand it. When you start throwing out spam like that, it only takes five members to click that inappropriate report and you get restricted. And that's when you'll go to log into your LinkedIn account and you'll see this big five word red phrase that says this account has been restricted. And that's it. They don't tell you why you can't get in. You have no access to your account. And that's when people call us to get out of what we call LinkedIn jail. And can you get out? I mean, I think a lot of what happens is I did this one time. I hired someone to expand my network. I need these, but I gave the profiles I went in and they tripped over all the things and I got suspended for a little while or I got put in LinkedIn jail. I'm going, right. what did I do? I called and yeah. they said, did you hire someone? I said, yes. Who did you hire? And they said, we're putting that note person on notice. So I think there are some things there. People will inadvertently, the point of it is, is once you see the power of LinkedIn, you go, man, I want need to connect with everybody. And you start going at it aggressively. I did that mm -hmm. and I got in trouble. This was a number, a number of years ago, back when I was back at the 500 connections. Now I'm up over 24,000. So I think there are some things that people can do to get out of jail or is it just a time frame? You just need to be on the best behavior for a period of time. No, they have a very orchestrated step-by-step -step process to, first of all, prove your identity. And it is done by showing front and back of your driver's license in the U.S. or passport. And I do have people that email me and they're a little freaked out. I can't believe they're asking me for my passport or driver's license. And I'm like, listen, there's 800 million members. They want to make sure that you're not somebody that's trying to shut down somebody else or get into somebody else's account, which is another whole issue. Being hacked, it does happen. It happened to me about seven years ago. And I teach people how to use the site. My account was hacked because I did not enable a privacy control because I thought it was a pain in the neck. Oh, it's two more clicks to get into my account. I'm not going to bother with that. And my ID, it's basically ID theft, changed mm -hmm. my password, took me off of LinkedIn. My page, what my profile was gone for six days. And that was not good as a new business owner. <laughs> people thought I was out of business. It was a oh. horror show. So we try to coach people appropriately. But on that one, how can they fix that? Two ways. They go to settings and privacy, and then they go down to two-step verification. So it's on the left rail, as they call it, under mm -hmm. sign-in and security, right at right. the bottom. Make sure you turn it on. And it means giving LinkedIn your cell phone and they mm -hmm. will simply text you a code every time you go into LinkedIn and you either have the code or you don't. Most people have their cell phones glued to their body. So it's yep. pretty easy to grab the code and, and off you go. I always thought that was a bit of a cumbersome way to get into your account and I avoided it. Well, not anymore. After not that anymore. one time, that's all it took was one hack. Oh. Oh, wow. So I'm enabling that now. I did not have that enabled because I have staff that help me manage this. And how does that work? Well, that is the caveat. So you're going to get a text with a code. I also have admin help. And when that comes through, I know that she's trying to access my account to do what she has to do to it. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to be able to pass that code on to whoever's helping you out with your account, it works. Now, if that becomes problematic because you have more than one person helping you or right. something like that, then you're probably not going to be able to enable this because you might be in the middle of a recording like we are now. Somebody's trying to help you out with your account and you can't exactly act because that code is only good for two minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I'll leave that part there. Folks, just pay attention to this. You, this is such a powerful tool. You need
need to protect it and also protect your identity. I think this is an important one. You've already touched on a number of new features that we can expect in 2022, some of which are being rolled out. Let's review those real quickly here. The newsletters is one of them. Right. The ability to publish newsletters right from LinkedIn. And also the other feature still being rolled out is LinkedIn Live. And that enables live podcasts that are right off of your profile. People just have to come to your profile, start watching, and it's automatically uh, a replay is enabled as well. So that's pretty cool. I'm still waiting for that. (laughs) So good. I love the services. I love your passion. I love also, Debbie, on how you reinvented yourself and how you've done it so successfully. That's as much a part of the story as anything else. I think a lot of people get to 57 is what your story is. I had 50 when we sold our interest in our last company. What am I going to do? That type of thing. And when you get older, people are not interested, but I think that's shifting too. But there are all these opportunities to reinvent ourselves and LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. I'm so delighted to have you here. And I can't wait for all our listeners to get a hold of you. I know many will. And how is the best way to do that? Well, I have one of those strange Scottish names. So finding me on LinkedIn, they need to know how to spell my last name, which is W-E-M-Y-S-S, like Sam, it looks like Wemis. Actually, they can go right to our website, dwconsultingsolutions.com. Right on the homepage, they can access a link to schedule at their convenience, a complimentary 15-minute profile review. There are three of us that do these day in and day out. There's no strings. It's how we get people pointed in the right direction with a few immediate edits to their profile right over the phone. So powerful. Kathy Thomas, who works with me in the consulting business and myself went through this at the NBA. We are blown away with the value and what came out of that 15 minutes. It was so, so powerful. Listeners, I encourage you to get a hold of Debbie and her staff. Look at your LinkedIn profile. We want feedback on this particular podcast. We'd love to hear that you've actually done that. So please get a hold of us. Debbie, thank you so much for being here, sharing some quick tips. Every time I talk to you guys, I just want to dive in. I just I go, I got to do more. I got to do more. It's such a powerful tool. Applaud <laughs> you for reinventing yourself because it's to all of our advantages. Thank you, Debbie. Appreciate thank you. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate the opportunity. Say hi to Davey and the rest of your team. Will do. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There's so much information in there. Again, warehouse lenders, investors, more and more companies are going to your LinkedIn profile to find out about you. How are you being represented? Get a hold of Debbie and her team, and I encourage you to, to do so soon as possible. We're become partners together, and I'm really grateful for the relationship. Folks, so good to have you be a part of the podcast. Sorry, I ran a little extra long today. It was worth it because of the information we had to put out. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Lenders One, Accelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, MBA, the Knowledge Cube, Mortgage Collaborative, SnapDoc, Success Kit, and now Lenders Toolkit. Great toolkits out there, folks, and we're thrilled. Next week, we got Ben Turling of Mobility MMI and also Mobility RE. Again, they have two focuses with the real estate side and on the recruiting side. So look forward to having you back here and listening to our live interview with Ben Turling. So good to have you with us, everybody. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.